continue to allow this war to be fought on the Empire's terms, not yours, you are going to lose. I will not be lectured on military strategy by a man who has proven himself a criminal. The Empire considers both of us criminals. At least I act like one. You target civilians! Kill those who surrender! Break every rule of engagement! If we degrade ourselves to the Empire's level, what will we become? There she is! That's the leader the Rebellion needs! Where is that fire, that passion, when your people need it most? You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Castle Run less than 12 months. Hey everyone, and welcome to... Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And today we're joined by a awesome guest, um, cosplayer Alpha Ignition, John. Yay! Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man. So thank you so much for joining us, um, especially on such an awesome episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, a little more upbeat than the last one. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely got that as well, because, I mean, the last one seemed like... I mean, well, it did have eye stakes, to be honest. I mean, both of them did in their own respects, but one had the fate of a planet <laughs> versus, hey, let's sneak around to the satellite thing. So, right. so yeah. Uh, which, before we get started, actually, sorry, spoilers, I'm horrible at that. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> to anybody who hasn't seen it yet, just in case. Um, but we are talking In the Name of the Rebellion, uh, the newest episodes of Star Wars Rebels. Um, so, yeah, so uh, real quick, though, I do want to get kind of first impressions. Um, so, John, did you want to start us off with just kind of like what you thought of the episode? Yeah, um, a few things I noticed that um, Rebels hasn't really done in the past. Uh, there, there have been more deaths. There were a lot more deaths in this episode. I noticed usually you, you see uh, uh, Stormtroopers getting stunned or, you know, knocked out. A lot of them kind of went out in this episode. Sometimes <laughs> a lot of uh, a couple were very hitting. interesting dreams. Yeah, you know, and I thought that was kind of whoa. And it, and I and I think it yeah. had to do with Saw being involved. You know, it kind of tied it in a little bit because he's very extreme and mm-hmm. you know not really the way the rebels like to deal with their problems. But um, absolutely, yeah, that's something I noticed off the bat for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, I definitely got that feeling, too, because especially when the uh, stormtroopers were dumped off of the satellite and just went falling, I was like, oh, oh, we're doing it. Okay, we're doing it. I was it. wondering if they were going to hang or not. I, was, uh, like, I know that the, there they go. There they go. Screaming all. Yeah. Definitely. No, I definitely noticed that, too. Uh, Heather. Um. I, my overall impression of the episodes were um, one is always calling the other one cowardice. And who's the real coward here? Mm-hmm. You know, because overall, you know, are you the real coward for blowing people up and saving your skin at the last minute? Or are you the real coward for sending people out knowing mm-hmm. that they're probably not going to come back? I hear you. Very, very deep. <laughs> um, oh, well, and that's actually plays into what I kind of felt like about the um, the episode too, because uh, I've, for the longest time in a lot of our shows, I've I've complained about the inaction of the rebellion, how mm-hmm. it always seems like in Rogue One and all these other 
um, even Rebels episodes where it's just like, hey, we need your help. Come help us. And they're like, mm, nah, not this time. <laughs> there are other worlds that need more help. Right. <laughs> You know, we just can't risk it. It's not like we're a rebellion or anything. So. Yeah, not like this is what we do or anything. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, like, I felt like in this one, it actually answered a lot of my questions. Mm-hmm. Um, because, for one, I was extremely excited to hear that Thrawn is the root of all this fear that they have. Um, where he's a threat. Because, I mean, thinking about it, even going into the original trilogy, Rogue One and everything like that, to think that Thrawn is behind a lot of the fear that the rebels are facing where it's basically these people just kind of going off and going, you know what? You're not going to help me. I'm going to do my thing. And then they're like, Oh, well maybe we should join in because it would look good. And we probably should do that. (laughs) It would help. Yeah. It would probably help. Right. It it probably, it probably would have saved a few people on Scarif, you know, if they just went, but (laughs) (laughs) another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I like seeing kind of the state of the rebellion in it, um, especially getting to really see some fire from Mon Mothma. Um, I love right. that. What did you think some, of that, John? Some spark, yeah. Well, because I think that's what Sal's trying to do. He's trying to get that spark going. You know, mm-hmm. if if not if not to get them to do what he's asking, at least to have them to react in a certain way. You know react. Right. This is what's going on. And you did, if you're not going to do what I'm asking, do, do something. Something. Right. Exactly. And that's what I, I thought he was doing. If not to get people to join him, which he sort of uh, did with Ezra and Sabine, <laughs> yeah. to sort of, sort of hijack them, but eventually they were <laughs> kind of like, yeah, let's do it. But if not to do that, at least to say, hey, what are you doing? If not, if not anything, you know? So I think that was, that was right. good on his part. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, uh, a shady cat anyway. I don't think he's <laughs> well, well, and to your point, like I was I was actually surprised that they even trusted him, period. Because the first time that they met him, he held them hostage on their own ship. <laughs> yeah, so it, it happened so now this is twice that he's kind of done the same thing where it's like, Yeah, come on, you know, let's do this. And then they end up with their hands behind their backs or yeah. you know, whatever, being double crossed and which is uh, which we know that's what Saw's about. We, right. We know. But we never see it coming, or we always do, and we never expect anything. Else. I don't know. Ezra's been yeah. the hard way. And, and I feel like that's how he always learns, though. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, even with the whole arc with Maul and everything, he, he learned the hard way. He ended up giving right. him everything he wasn't supposed to and ended up learning. I mean, I feel like that's just his character. That's his character flaw. I believe that's his path. Yeah, he, everything oh, yeah. he he does or is going to do is going to be his own way. You know, he even challenged the candidate. You know, I think, you know, we might be doing it the wrong way. We, mm-hmm. This might not be the way we're supposed to be doing this. And that's kind of, everything is turning into, I mean, it fits into the the rebels thing because he's being a bit rebellious, but it's going down a path that we, we are familiar with and, mm-hmm. you know, might not be the best for him, but we will have to wait because I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah, definitely. Well, in, in uh, I like that you, you you said that about his path because, I mean, Ezra obviously has never really screamed Jedi. Um, Kanan right. really doesn't. I mean, he's getting more in tune with that now, and he right. seems more he seems more kind of Jedi Master esque. But at the same time, like he he even admitted that he's not really a Jedi. Like he was he, he had his moment where he was christened as a Jedi Knight, kind of through a vision esque kind of thing. Um, which was a really cool episode, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, at, at the same time, like I love 
his and Ezra's back and forth now, especially in that scene that you were talking about where Kanan's like, come find your center. And but then it's, yeah. it's, it's very Jedi, I'm not sit, you know, yeah. find your, it's, it's very uh, uh, teacher to student, you know, it's right. not so uh, casual. Hey, you know, we should right. No, it's sit, do this, you know, <laughs> concentrate. Yeah. Cause, and, and, I, and, the, and you're right. I sense Kanan has taken on more of a Jedi master role, mm-hmm. it, even if he's not uh, correctly labeled as one, but he's taken, you know, you see him in the first two episodes, his force powers are, or I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know if they're more powerful or not, but he's using them more. He's exactly. jumping higher. He's, he's, he's doing, you know, the first episode, I was like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> we're getting to see a lot more of Kanan because he didn't really ever mm-hmm. use a lot of the force before. So now it's right. like, whoa, okay. And I feel like, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought a bit. Um, oh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, that yeah, so that he's taking on more of a master role, but Ezra as an apprentice, I feel like he's breaking away more so than before. Like he did with Maul a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of, you know, seeing if Saw's the answer or or if, or if something else might be the answer. Because mm-hmm. what 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 to do with Mon Mothma is it really working in his eyes? I feel like right, especially when she, when he calls her out about Othal, because um, he's literally like, wait, hold on. That's he's it. like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah. I was like wait. <laughs> This is yeah. kind of why I'm here. Yeah, it's the whole purpose for me joining you. It's the it's what's up, man? The, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I I just love how in tune Kanan is with him still, and and knowing that he is the way he is. Like I I, I chuckled with the, oh, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just kind of like, is there something else? Okay, right, <laughs> just get it out of your yeah. system. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, absolutely. And I also. Uh, I feel there's a fatherly and also paternal bond with Hera and Kanan. And because in, in a part, she's like, all right, let's go pick up the kids. You know, she says, right. Let's go get the kids. And it's like, okay, I see the space family yep. theme kind of thrown in there. <laughs> yep. The kids are in trouble. The parents are going to get them. And I thought that's, uh, was cool that they kind of threw it out there and in, in the open. Oh, definitely. Cause we, need, Cause we need to see what develops with Kanan and Hera eventually. That's still, it's mm-hmm. ongoing. So, so we've kind of had feelings about the way Hera's been since Thrawn entered her life. Um, I mean, because she, she's kind of seemed cold and very military-esque. And I liked in this episode how we got to kind of see behind the curtain that mm-hmm. it's almost like it's just a front. Um, do you right. think she, that she's losing the grasp or do you think that she's just putting on a brave face? No, I think she has to put the face on uh, it, you know, if she is the face of the rebellion or or, or her the phoenix leader, she has mm-hmm. to be strong and and um, you know she has to put on that cold front. But when she, she's obviously happy to see her friends and her her family and her you know obviously she's happy to see them. Hey, Chopper. Hey, you know. Right. That's what, you know, naturally, she'd be happy to see them. So I think it's a bit mm-hmm. of both. She she puts up the front uh, to keep morale high and everyone you know in line and in order. But uh, you know she's also has those emotions and, and you know, feels them and, and yeah. loves her, her, her people. Oh, definitely. Uh, and I love that that actually came out too, because I've hated how cold she's been like all last season. It was yeah. the second, the second that Thrawn got a hold of her home, all of a sudden it was, which I mean, rightfully so it was like a part of her was missing and part of her was right. gone. And she went into like war mode um, right. and getting to see her be excited about Chopper and be excited about all of them. It's like, okay, she's still there. She's still there. She's, so yeah, she's still yeah. emotionally attached. She's not totally, right. she hasn't departed completely. So that's right. 
which which was a fear of ours because we thought that that was going to be her undoing basically um when i mean we think Kanan might not last <laughs> but yeah. I, I, know, I know that hurts <laughs> yeah i mean we sort of expected it or you know well, we still don't know we still yeah. don't know who knows but we're all sort of expecting that to happen so well yeah, i mean I and his character just has the best resolve right now like he's in in his place i believe he's where he's meant to be and that's right. what scares the mess out of me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It took him a while. It took him four seasons to kind of mm-hmm. fit into place. Mm-hmm. But now that he's in place, it's like, well, he doesn't have much more of a journey to go. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of feel something's coming. So, uh, I hope not, though. <laughs> yeah. I hope, not. I hope he goes off on a mission somewhere, and that's why we haven't seen him forever. He's somewhere Definitely. Else. <laughs> he's decided to follow his own path or something. Yeah, so, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Kanan and kind of a little lighter side, so how are you feeling about all the Kanan blind jokes that keep coming up? <laughs> you know what? I haven't really heard any Kanan blind okay. jokes. Um, well, as far as like in the episode, so and it may just be oh, catching well, them. Sure, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't bug me because I know I'm not Kanan. <laughs> I just take it for what it is and I enjoy it, but um, right, right. When I'm dressed as Kanan, I get asked a lot if I'm actually blind. A lot of little kids think I'm really blind, and I go, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, I'm blind. And, <laughs> How do you see? How do you see all through the force? And then mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of either either amazed or you know, saying that's BS, you know. So <laughs> one or the other, usually. definitely. Um, yeah. I, I just, I just love like, and Heather brought it up uh, in our Heroes of Mandalore review of how it seemed like Kanan was always looking at something, and she's like, "How is well, he looking at something?" He's always looking in a direction, <laughs> right? Like but a hologram at, of Hera in his mind. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what he's, he's looking at all day. He's just, yeah. You know. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just loved how when when Hera was coming in with that crash, she lands and she's like, "Man, that was a terrible landing." He's like, "Well, I've seen worse landings." It's like, well, "Oh, have you?" <laughs> yeah, have you? Not lately, but you know. right. But yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Heather, you actually were uh, talking earlier about the uh, the fog scene. Okay, um, so yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I took notes on that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Kanan is doing his, she doesn't need the four, uh, she doesn't need to see, I'm going to see four, and he, she, boy, I must really trust you, <laughs> that was my favorite part of the entire two episodes, because the look on her face and the sound of her voice was just like, you realize how crazy this is. Yeah, like, pretty much like, all right, my hands are up, go yep. for it, you know. <laughs> and that was a cool scene, because those mm-hmm. TIE Defenders are supposed to be really elite pilots. They're supposed to oh, be man. Super, super elite pilots, and and the ships are, are more elite. You know, they're, they're better than the regular tie. Uh, uh, I ship. believe they're so, shielded. Yeah, yeah, they've got yeah. A, exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. the fact that those three, there was two of them. There were two of them were on them, and Kanan got had you know had to maneuver with the force, to, and they were eventually destroyed. Is really cool because they're supposed to be way more elite than uh, the regular. Old oh yeah. Pilots, which is cool. I, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, really cool. 
I mean, they're basically flying prototypes. So yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but they're really, really good prototypes. So right. For them Definitely. To, uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. Well, and I loved it too because like Kanan seemed to be just on another level. Because um, I mean, going in his journey and everything, I mean, I don't feel like that's something he would have done a couple seasons ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's never been this. Not, I don't know if he's ever been this powerful before, but he's never ever showed this much, mm-hmm. you know, either force ability or he's never uh, had enough wherewithal to use it. Yeah. You know, he's, it's never happened, or we've never seen it at least. Right. And I, that's yeah. It's really cool. I think it's awesome. They should do oh, way absolutely. more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No, I, and I love it because, I mean, it, it's cool seeing his transformation from, I mean, going even all the way back from season one where he didn't want to use any of that. I mean, the first time we see him, we see him with a blaster. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like a complete 180 because right. mm-hmm. in the comics even, he's he, he has to retrain his mind not to use the force, not to reach for his saber or not to reach for his saber, rather to reach for his blaster. And he gets caught up a few times doing that same thing. So he's kind of going back again against that you know he's more obviously he doesn't use the blaster anymore he can't see or he could use it and he does whatever but it's all about (laughs) the lightsaber and about the force now and and we're seeing way more of that yeah it's like a whole you know black and white day and night situation oh i love it yes i I love it like kanan easily became my favorite character in the last season like because that's the thing is like i never felt like i had like a favorite character other than chopper Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had a love for Chopper the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of Chopper, yeah. have you? What do you guys think of the new paint scheme? Uh, Bumblebee Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I, did too. I, I, I loved that he was. Well, I loved that he was embarrassed by it. That, exactly. I think that was yeah. the best part. That's why. Well, she's like, he's come like... on. <laughs> but do you guys think there'll be a new pop out now? Oh. Without a doubt, yeah. Probably, right? yeah. <laughs> I was excited I that they did the imperial, the imperial version of him, though, because I mean, it looks sharp. I have that one. I don't have the orange top one. Uh-huh. I have the the, the the black and red with gray. That's, oh, that's my awesome. favorite. See, See, I have the orange one. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the orange one's available. I can get the orange one, but the black right. one's like, oh, I love that one. And then exactly, like, oh man, maybe they'll do the yellow one because that one was a uh, celebration exclusive, right? Yeah, I believe so. Was it? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, but yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I I just know my son. Yes, that's the one. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I love that paint scheme. But yeah, I I love, I love that they do so many paint schemes for him, though. I mean, he's like, he's like the doll she plays dress up with or something. Exactly. That's what it is. Like we do this every time. (laughs) Not again. Right. Right. Um, but no, I definitely, I, I love every time they give him a new paint scheme. I wasn't seeing that coming. And so when he came out, like, basically black and yellow and everything, I was like, I'll take it. And not only that, but Sabine is really, really quick with the paint scheme too. Cause it was, oh, yeah. yeah. it's like they, they were landing and by the time, and, and as they were landing, she's like, all right, let's, you know, let's, let's go for the yeah. paint, new paint job. And by the time they landed, they, they were out the door and he was fully painted. So yeah. she's either <laughs> really good or, uh. Or there was a lot of time between the landing. There you go, yeah. <laughs> a lot more time than we thought there was. <laughs> yeah, might have cut some out. There you go. <laughs> I like how um, Chopper, you can pretty much hear what he's saying almost now. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it's understandable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say it, but the, the candor of, of, the, of 
the sounds he makes. Is, right. It's like, this is really not a yeah. good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm putting in yeah. for not good idea. Yeah. Well, and continuing with Chopper, though, like, I want to know. <laughs> so, so when they were falling out of the sky into the satellite, I felt like Ezra did them all really dirty. Because, I mean, dude's a falling Jedi um, who can use the Force to lessen the blow for everyone, yet he slides in just as hot as Sabine does and lets, <laughs> lets poor Chopper just torpedo past. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that uh, I thought that exact thing, because in the Clone Wars, we see Anakin and Ahsoka jump from a way higher distance mm-hmm. and land like, like feathers on, you know, right. nice and neat, something... What's going on? Ezra should be able to not only at least stop himself and mm-hmm. then stop at least one of them, you know, maybe Chopper because because uh, Sabine has her jetpack, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, or maybe right. not. He's not. She can't use it because whatever. But yeah. he can do something instead of just letting everyone roll right down. And, <laughs> I thought that was a cheap move. Yeah. Like totally I can just see Ezra going, hey, Sabine, I think this is going to be hilarious. Ooh. Yeah, watch this. I've only seen Rob like this, this yeah. once before. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he, he should have done something there. But Yeah. Boo on Sabine, or on uh, Ezra at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, on him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so going back actually to, um, I know we just briefly mentioned Mon Mothma. I want to talk about the Mon Mothma and Saul um, show, showdown right there. Um, because everything we've ever seen of Mon Mothma has been kind of the, the stone, silent, well, not really silent, but very soft-spoken, um, and I've never seen her as really a leader. Like, obviously, she's established as one, uh, but even in the original trilogy and everything, you just know that she's the leader. That's it. But this right. is the first time I really actually get something from her um, and get a, a peek behind the curtain. What do you guys think about that? Well, yeah, I, I think uh, just as you're saying, this is the first time she, or at least in the series that we see her kind of bark back and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's probably a lot of the stuff we haven't seen, you know, that we, that's the stuff we miss in the movies and mm-hmm. in previous uh, episodes or previous seasons because she hasn't been challenged like that by someone on the same team before, on the same team, you know, quote unquote. Right. Uh, yeah. Because obviously they're being challenged by the Empire, but she hasn't had one of her peers or one of, you know, one of her colleagues butt heads with her and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you need to react. Or, you know, so I think that's, I think it's a good side that they need to show because we all know how she is, but but you're, like you're saying, we, we just know she's the leader. Why? How? You know, right. this, is, this is what right. puts her there. This is why mm-hmm. she's there. And it just because we don't see it often, I, mm-hmm. I think they're kind of just, you know, sprinkling that on for us because mm-hmm. it's, it's a good question. It's a, why is she, well, check her out. You know, she's actually... <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I'll, and again, I love seeing the fire from her because I mean, it, to me, it made me, it, it reminded me that she's hurting just like everyone else who's lost their world. Um, right. Because I actually, I, I never knew that Mon Mothma's world was under imperial control. I knew she was a senator on the run, so I guess A leads to B. But right. at the same, yeah. But at the same time, like I mean, like I, I liked seeing that conversation between her and Ezra. And then see her actually go up against Saul of, no, don't call me a criminal. Like, you kill civilians. You do right. this. It's like, We're no. not the same thing. Right. Exactly. Don't, don't be mistaken. Um, but right. I love that fire that rose up in her. 
I wish that we see it more, to be honest. Because I get that that's uh, not really out of character, but that's something that she would keep under wraps. But like something like that in Rogue One or something, to stand up instead of just being the the mediator, basically, um, right. I think would have been really awesome to see. I, I, I agree. So. I kind of feel like she has to be the one that's going to have to stand there and make the really crappy choices and mm -hmm. she like she says it's the difficult choices it's the impossible ones you know i mean she wants to be out there and she wants to fight and she wants to show that side of her and she wants to be that rebel but she can't because she has to be the person that she has to be to make all of it actually work mm -hmm. I, it's I kind of like I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and it's kind of when she was telling Ezra, like, like, and like you mentioned, saying my planet's been under occupation and and you know, forever. And it's if it were up to her, she would have gone straight to her planet first. But that's not, you know, it's a bigger role. And I think that's what Ezra had to understand. And that's what the conversation was for. It's like it's not up to me. It's up to everybody. And it's not my decision. It's it's a group effort. And you know, it's not a selfish thing. You have to you know, see it in the bigger picture. And right. that's kind of also where she takes a leadership role because she makes those tough decisions, as you were saying, Heather. Exactly. She has to, you know, say, hey, I can't even help my planet, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I understand you're, you're, you're going through your internal struggles. I'm going through the same ones, but we have to continue on with the, with the main mission and right. eventually we'll get to everyone that needs help. But, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I got you. Oh, definitely. No, and I liked how she name-dropped uh, Onderon, too, by the way, um, in the middle of that. Saul's home planet. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, yeah, I know. I, I, I want to, because I get that he was kind of his own militia from the start. I mean, once he lost his sister, Stila, it was kind of all down the hill from there. It really was all downhill the second that they started training them, to be honest. Because, um, I mean, he was never really stable in the Clone Wars. And no. that's why everybody looked to his sister rather than him. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I wonder if there was something else outside of that that put him at odds with Mon Mothma. Huh. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think so I besides, know, yeah. besides the fact that he'll do anything to get mm -hmm. intel or to get the information or anything he needs, um, I feel like Stila was his catalyst. It was uh, his, not his catalyst, his, his balance. I and got you. You know, and from then on, yeah, he didn't have anyone to kind of guide him in the right direction. Mm -hmm. In that, because 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 no one tells Saul what to do, but Steeler did. That's true. You know, so it was, or you know, at least not tell him what to do, but kind of can't could tell him what to do. Right. So I, I think after that was gone, he didn't have a a, a moral compass, maybe, or he didn't have you know that uh, factor in his life anymore. So it was kind of just a mm -hmm. didn't care anymore. That's why he was just doing whatever he wanted. Kill who you have to mm -hmm. kill, do what you have to do, get the information you need to, and move on. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that kind of made me wonder, too, with Saul, because, I mean, yeah, so he, he does anything he has to do, but what's a world like that look like after war? So, because, I mean, he's, he's like, I'm going to do what needs to be done. I'm going to get in there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out um, at any cost, no matter what, forget these prisoners. But once the war is over, w what happens? Because, I mean, that, that can't be a world that anybody wants to live in. Because, um, right. I mean, it's basically Saul's empire at that point, if that ended up being that way. Um, and so, I, I don't know. Like, 
I can see where Salk's coming from in some respects. Uh, uh, he kind of made me feel like the Black Ops side of the Rebellion, to be honest. That shady underbelly of the things that nobody wants to do um, and that nobody should do in a lot of times. Um, right. But I liked a lot, though, that this really defined that clear line between the Rebellion and Saul. Whereas before, to me, it was kind of gray and it was a little clouded. I think right. that I... even Callus is disgusted by... Mm-hmm. behavior a former I mean, imperial <laughs> a former imperial officer that did yeah they had bad blood before though did, uh, they Kalis did and saw yeah because uh the partisans had attacked and you know uh, the empire a while back and they said it was an, uh, a relentless attack and it was you know something that they'd never seen before and it was totally brutal but um yeah that's uh that's what I, I feel like you were right, Danny, what you were saying. Uh, that's what defined defines the partisans. Because I had the same question. I'm like, what makes the partisans much... I mean, I understand they're a little more extreme, but what, how is it not the same thing? Or how are they so right. different? I think now, yeah, they totally cut the line and said, you know, they, they kind of yes. showed us that Sa and, Ma, and Mon Mothma are, you know, those two sides just spread out a little further. And mm-hmm. you can totally tell the difference between the two now. Whereas before oh, it was kind of totally clouded and... I had, you know, I, I like okay, because in Rogue One you're like, oh, the partisans, mm-hmm. they're just they're rebels, you know, they're extremist right. rebels. What else, you know? What? Okay, now I get it more because we're going back a little further and filling right. in the gaps and yeah, totally making definitely. Because in Rogue One, all they were shown as is are are basically like a, a ground level militia. They blow up stuff. Okay, so right. the, so do the rebels. So did they? They did the same exact thing to another tank in the, uh, the first season of Rebels. So right. so it was just kind of like okay, so that makes them extreme. And so it was really cool to see that 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 defined line finally to see right, like, really where Saul lands. Exactly where yeah. Well, he that's the thing. He doesn't land anywhere. It just right. forever. <laughs> My mom has a, a line, and and he doesn't. He just goes right. wherever he needs to. So. Mm-hmm. Totally, Absolutely. very self-serving. Um, yeah. yeah, which which my thing was, I, I didn't understand why they were so surprised. I, again, why they were so surprised that he turned on them and stunned them, and then well, even he, goes so far as to say, "Hey, you shot me. Well, let's be clear, I stunned you. I stunned does you, that make you. a difference?" Yeah. <laughs> you, well, I mean, to saw it does. Yeah, yeah it, he <laughs> shot him, wouldn't be getting yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, he, he's all about killing his prisoners, so. That's true. You know, if he lets him go, that means it's got to mean something. You know? <laughs> right, right. A little <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, so the whole sequence with the prisoners. Um, I love the uh, pretend you're still prisoners. We are we still are, prisoners. We are still prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Laugh every time I hear. And, that. and then tour guide chopper and all that. You're yeah, the kindest droids. <laughs> he, he was so me- he was so mean to that to the main guy that he was talking to because. He grabbed him by the shirt and headbutt him at one point. Yeah. What the heck? Well, he was like, "We're doing this. Get it together." Yeah, but, but I was surprised, you know. I didn't yeah. Know. Right. He totally. The chopper's yeah. just like not taking any stuff. I'm painted yellow. You're gonna do this. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I say. I had to do this. You're doing that. Get it together, man. Yeah. And I like uh, a good point about that part of the of the episode. I love that they're sort of tying in all the Rogue One stuff, even, you know, everything is kind of, because Catalyst and Rogue One, I mean, we know where it came from, or wh- where it was leading to, but we had kind of no idea where it came from, 
Where, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for example, I read Catalyst before I saw Rogue One. I was like, all of this is great information, but where does it start? Because mm-hmm. it was kind of already in the middle where, you know, Krennic and, um, and Urso were, were buddies growing up. But what, what was, right. like, where did that cut off and start, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and even though we're not getting the starting point yet, we're, they're tying in all the loose ends of the Kyber crystals, Jeddah, uh, right. um, the, the it, power power specialists. Yeah, and the all, all of the, all of the yeah. technicians. Yeah, which is exactly what. And, and on um, Coruscant, that's where Galen Urso was too, which is where the mm. main dude was. So they might have known each other, which because Saw is very familiar with Galen Urso. So ah, they might have, it might have been all connected. I don't know. But they didn't go that in depth with it, but. Uh, That's I thought, cool. I thought it's cool yeah. that they tied it all in. It was really neat. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I love. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I love the breadcrumbs everywhere. Yeah. The, well, well, I don't know what they're doing, but um, we noticed that they were grabbing reactor techs and power specialists. It's yeah. just like okay, everyone's like, here it comes. Mm, here it comes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the, I'm sorry, but no, go ahead. A really yeah. cool part also was where Ezra hears the Kyber crystal sing. Yes. And that yes. reminded me of the Ahsoka book. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's plenty of examples of that, but the Ahsoka book where she would hear, where, where, where she was reminded of when her crystals would sing to her and how these mm-hmm. new ones were singing, but they were dissonant because they were uh, unbalanced. But he was mm-hmm. he was hearing it, and I was like, wow, it's totally the Ahsoka book. And I, I thought that oh, was yeah. a really, really <laughs> cool, you know, obviously Ilum and all that, but I thought it was Definitely. cool that, that he heard it like that, and and it was... Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, no, and I love that because it was cool, too, because I, I was watching it with my wife, and, like, the whole time she's going, what's singing? Is it what? Why is it doing that? Why can't anybody hear it? But you knew. <laughs> she was exactly the whole time. I was going, "Oh, here it comes." Yeah. <laughs> no one else could hear it. Only he heard it. Right, it, and, and we all knew. So right. Well, and it, it reminded me of one of my fi- my favorite Clone Wars episodes. Um, I can't remember the name of, it, but it's when the young Padawans go to build their lightsabers. Uh, with uh, Gunji, the Wookiee yeah. Padawan, and yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. my favorite Wookiee. <laughs> um, but like, it really reminded cool me. Lightsaber. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I need more cool lightsabers like that. But anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, I, I love that that that's what they did. Like that their particular crystal called out to them. But this one that they found here seemed. Go ahead. No, no, no. But that, I was gonna say that that's that's an interesting part of that because usually right. you hear the crystal that calls to you. Mm-hmm. So was how it, is he hearing the giant one? Right. Yeah. Was it calling to him or was it just calling out? Because that wasn't. A, well, see, yeah, I, I wonder if that's it. Well, and it could be that it, it was so powerful because it's so large. Um, because they did talk about how, uh, or especially when they were putting their blasters away and everything, it's like one shot from this thing, man. Yeah, it, could, it could definitely blow. So, um, I mean, I can't imagine the lightsaber for that. But anyways, um, uh, but I mean, it, it would be, I think that it would be that it's just calling out. Because, um, I mean, they, they always hint at the Kyber crystals being alive. And I don't know. Maybe it knew it was in a position it didn't need to be in, or something like that. Distress I don't know. Signal. Yeah, like a distress signal kind of thing. So yeah. So I mean that that's interesting to think. But I, I yeah. love the the touch of the it singing to him. Like yeah. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> yeah, that was super cool. And and it's not something you see so much now. We saw it in Clone Wars, like you said in that right. episode. But you don't see that anymore because they're kind of mm-hmm. past that. You know, that there are no Jedi or there's no. Uh, you know, there aren't they aren't uh, there aren't any kyber crystals to go hunting, so so we think. 
for now. Exactly. So we think. So, so yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, I'm loving the direction these episodes are taking. Um, I mean, and also, so before I go any further, uh, Death Troopers. So I, I've been seeing people saying that they're overrated, and it kind of hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah. are, are you are you in that camp? Well, that's another note I took down. Uh, they were super weak in this episode. Uh, oh, a yeah. couple couple times they were weak, which weren't they supposed to be kind of the 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 tough guys of of, of you know oh, they're yeah. six six five or taller. They've got special training. Uh, they went out just like in the old stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. Well, well, they're and, supposed to be the stormtroopers that can hit something. So. <laughs> not only that no. what, hap- what happened to their gargled voices that was like right. the, the scary part to them and now yeah. they make them sound like uh, like phasma, phasma? <laughs> <laughs> if that it, sound- no, sounds I mean, it that. sounded like the yeah. same to me yeah. it was like phasma <laughs> not that I it just... was phasma I don't think that no, no, I think Phasma sounds cooler than... I do too, sounded, but I mean, yeah. it had a that same cadence, kind of like they Echoey. were trying to... Yeah, but I think that was a bad move. Um, they don't... They're, they're, cause it, that, that's the thing I've noticed in Rebels too. Just Rebels in general, the Empire is usually seen as like clumsy and, and, and fooled easily, and and they always end up on their, on their backs, and you know, and <laughs> that's not yeah you know they're, they're, they're always getting tri- yeah and it's like slipping on a banana peel it's like this is they're supposed to be scary and intimidating and, right and especially the death troopers they're supposed to scare the crap out of you and this guy's right. like oh you know i don't know right <laughs> you know, it's like, what is it? Who, who, are, right. who is that trooper? I told you Get to stand here. down. <laughs> yeah. Just right. walk up to him. <laughs> no, but what? I'm sorry. That was <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're right. supposed to be scary. They're supposed to be, like, these people are taking over planets and right. they, they look like clowns. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get it. I, so I didn't like them. I loved them in Rogue One because they look awesome right. And, right. and they're they're scary and you're you're saying, oh, whoa, you know, what? they're 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 you know tall and they're but now it's like they totally ruined it. Right. No, I completely agree with you. Um, I mean, I, I I I would agree with you on the whole bumbling empire because I mean it's starting to seem like it's getting more and more like that. Um, the the closer to the end we get. Of kind of like, oh, the Empire can't do anything. Uh, oh, they, they, I mean, they had to be efficient somehow. I mean, yeah. you saw all the worlds that are under control. So, I mean, are these just like mall cop detail? <laughs> or... who, who, yeah, who are they hiring to do these these <laughs> places? Because everything is ending up in yeah. failure. I, I know the Rebels are doing their part to stop them, but mm-hmm. it's still the Empire. They're, they're right. supposed to be able to get stuff done, you know. Right. Abandoned, abandoned Rebels should... <laughs> You know, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there for sure. Um, I don't know. It does bother me that they're a little kind of comical too much. I mean, I get it, kind of. Like, I I won't I won't lie. I did love the uh, the scream when they jumped him in the hallway, (laughs) (laughs) where (laughs) Chopper goes after him. uh, "Ah!" I don't. I can't even do it. Yeah, when the door closes. Yes, like this awful girlish scream. It was the funniest. Yeah, I think I rewound like, it. Rewound it probably like two or three times just to hear the scream. I was like, "Did I hear that?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I no love that. 
and then Chopper going ham at the end, getting on the ship, just going absolutely nuts on yeah. him. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, Chopper is known for being a, a bit of a hero when he needs to be. So, I, I, like I think that. at that point he had enough too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, look, I've been tour guide to these guys who've been complaining the whole time. Yeah, just complaining. give me the ship. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so cool. So I'm trying to see if there is anything else that I wanted to cover. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to add or talk about? Maybe I missed. Uh, I wanted to say that Zeb is in his element. Yes. For, for, you know, this is going on year four and I think that he's just blossoming. Mm -hmm. Well, he's a warrior. He is. And he's just like, Oh, well, this is my stuff over here. It's like the proud papa. (laughs) I loved it. I thought he was just a really cool Mm -hmm. character here. Yeah, I think we need more of Zeb. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to see a live action Zeb. I want to see how that would look on screen. That would be sick. (laughs) There's a a cosplayer that there are a few, but one that I I know that does Zeb. Yeah, we're we're trying to get a a group going to get a photo shoot with everyone eventually. Uh Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but but live action. Yeah. There's a mask and everything. It's really cool. It looks really good. That'd be awesome. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, technically Zeb was almost live action way back in the day. So the uh, the initial design <laughs> for Chewbacca. Right, so yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but no, I think that would be awesome. Because I I want I want to see more acknowledging it. Because I think that Rogue One did an awesome job with acknowledging. Hey, there are, there is this band of rebels. Um, they survive. They're here. It, it's happening. Um, instead of just shirking it off and, and everything. I, I think they did great acknowledging that. I want to see more of that in there. Um, even so far as maybe seeing Hera one day or something like that, um, I, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, because, I mean, even though it's animation and some would argue that it's not real Star Wars, that's bull <laughs> completely. Um, I, I fully believe that it's extremely important to the story because it's not telling a story that's already been told. It's telling new stories. It's telling expanding on that. the story. Right. It's not as it. We're used to, uh, or what we were used to before is was, was the three movies, and then they gave us three more, and then you know they started sprinkling them in, and now there's cartoon, this, that. They took away uh, the old canon, and now it's new canon. Okay, fine. Now where there's gaps they need to fill because new canon mm-hmm. doesn't have all of these stories. It, we, there's gaps. There's there's pieces that are, that are missing. So now they're doing that mm-hmm. with Rebels. They did that with you know Clone Wars. They they didn't finish that unfortunately, but they filled in a lot yeah. of gaps there. <laughs> you know. But uh, Rebels is filling in stuff just like, and like you said, with Rogue One, I'm so happy they did that movie too because they they pinpointed the part that that turned it around for them. That that that's what that movie's about. That's where the rebellion got the plans. You know, like that's where right. everything <laughs> became possible, and that's where hope became hope. You know, and, and right. So, and I think that that's great. And so Rebels is also. Leading up to that, which is what we're seeing now, we're seeing a lot of uh, Rogue One influence and characters, and, and which is great. But yeah, it would be great to see because we know Hera lives on, right, uh, mm-hmm. up to uh, Return of the Jedi. So we've heard, so we've seen. So it'd yes. be cool to, like you said, I mean, it'd be hard to throw her in a movie now because eventually, by the time The Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi happens, she she might be a little older. But if, right. if Rex is floating around, then why would how how would Hera not be? You know, right? Exactly. There's hope, I think. See, I'm all for uh, Return of the Jedi Rex. Like, I, I'm I'm so down. 
Like, that I don't worked care out if it's retcon, so it needs to happen, yes. That worked <laughs> out so perfectly for, yes. for everybody. And I think, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was in the original plan, mm-hmm. but it but it totally fit in like a puzzle. It was perfect. Absolutely. We'll just, we're calling him Rex from now yeah, on. It's, it's official. Rex, <laughs> I think if we say it more long enough or believe it long enough, yeah, then maybe I think it'll be it's done. Sure. Yeah, it's already just gotta, just gotta say it, Rex. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so, what are you hoping to see in the rest of the season? Um, well, being as it's going to be the last season, I would like to see the Ezra and Kanan relationship. Um, well, I want to see where it ends because mm-hmm. we I suppose. I mean, we don't know if it does end or not, but I want to see what. Because in in my, in my head, I think what I think is going to happen. I think Kanan's going to die, and I think Ezra is going to take a wrong turn, or that might push him over the edge, and he's going to go to the dark side mm-hmm. somehow. But then we we still don't see him. We still don't know because we haven't seen them, and and he's never been mentioned in future movies or future things so we don't know exactly or or maybe they all go out in a, in a tragic you know mm-hmm. kamikaze style mission or i don't know maybe the whole it's you know not but, impossible <laughs> not, not all of them obviously because yeah. you see the ghost in rogue one and you you hear hera and you see chopper or you hear hera being called and you see chopper so mm-hmm. maybe a small group of them kind of sacrifice themselves or so i don't know i don't know but i want to see what where Kanan ends, because I'm kind of invested in that character. Yeah. <laughs> so, I need, so, yeah, that, that's my main concern. Mm-hmm. See where Kanan ends and where Ezra continues, oh, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've heard the theory of uh, Ahsoka coming back and uh, being the one to continue Ezra's training. I wonder um, where you got that theory. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm all to be for honest, that. Oh, was it you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> I'm all for yeah. that. Um, uh, I think uh, that would be really cool. But a lot of people are saying Ahsoka is not around anymore. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I think she lived. I think she I think she did too. too. Right. So okay. Well, and then there's the capacity of how though, because I mean, you've also got to take into account. Um, everything that happened on Mortis. And even though they don't remember it, the fact is is that the only reason she's alive is because the daughter sacrificed herself. So what does that mean now going forward? Because the altercation that was foretold on that in that trilogy mm-hmm. happened. What now? Right. So I'm interested to see if if she's some kind of embodiment of the daughter or I want to, I want to see more weird stuff like that. Let's just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you with that. Cause uh, that was such a trip. L- those few episodes uh, when they went, I can't remember what the place was called, but Oh, Mortis. No. Yeah. So yeah. Mortis, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, that, that was such a trip. Cause that's where the whole prophecy came into play. That's what mm-hmm. the prophecy was about, but none of us would have ever known that from the movies. Right, right. So, <laughs> like that was that was kind of a crucial detail in the whole story of Star Wars. So that's really cool. But yeah, so that means Ahsoka's got to be more important than she can't just go out like that at the end of a season and that's right. like you never see her again. And, nah, nah. She's she's Anakin's yeah. uh, apprentice. Like she's she's not right. she's not nobody. You know, there's exactly there, there's a place for her. I think, and I think she'll be back for sure. She has to. Be. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, definitely. I'm still holding out hope. Yeah. <laughs> Ahsoka lives, man. Ahsoka yeah. lives. <laughs> Her lightsabers are too cold to just be out. That right? Time. There's no way. There you go. I mean, who else has the white lightsabers right now? I mean, it needs to stay. It needs no to one. stay. Yeah, no one does. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so cool. So awesome. Um, anything else? Any last thoughts? Um, Danny, I saw mm-hmm. your notes, and it says hot callus, and I need to know what that means. <laughs> so, okay. So <laughs> I didn't find out about hot callus. Not what you think. Okay, so, good. <laughs> so at Celebration, apparently that was when it was first unveiled. Or no, it was actually the episode where he was Fulcrum. Where the whole hair and all that kind of stuff and everything. Beat up and his hair kind of went down. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden he became like crybaby. Like all yeah. <laughs> everybody like loved him and it, it was a hashtag that went around called Hot Callus. And so this is the first time. Yeah. So this is the first time that Hot Callus has made full appearance. Alexander Callus. So yeah. Right. So that's what that was. <laughs> exactly what that is. Yeah. Okay. And it's actually See, that- the Hot Callus uh, is mm-hmm. catching on like like wildfire. Oh yeah, I have tons of friends, <laughs> tons of female friends and guy friends, I'm sure, that love <laughs> hot calus. Oh they're, yeah, they're looking for new pins. They're looking for designs. I, I have a friend. Uh, I'm behind in my hashtags. Check out Lor- Lorna, Lorna Ka. She does this artwork. Okay. She also she does a lot of the hot calus artwork. So yeah. <laughs> you can check that out. There you yeah, go. Count right up. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like you were worried for me for a second. Uh, no, I just was curious. I mean, whatever place you but, but yeah. I mean, I thought it was funny that you, I mean, it took, you took the time to actually write hot on there, on your notes. Because it's a thing. Because it's, it's a not, thing. But it's not I'm glad history. now it's I know that it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yep. We'll have, we'll have to educate you in the, in the hot palace. <laughs> so cool. But thank you guys so much for watching or listening um, to this new episode for our Rebels review of In the Name of the Rebellion. And John, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, You can find me on Instagram or any other social media under Alpha Ignition. And um, yeah, and if you want some Kanan uh, or Sabine pins, you can check it out on Etsy. Just search Kanan Jarrah's pins. That's it. Oh, yes. We got some of those pins, and they're absolutely amazing. Uh, Heather's is on her. Yes. It'll be on her, on its way soon. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, definitely get those guys, because they're they're really cool. Um, you actually teamed up with uh, another friend of ours, McKenna. Yeah. I actually contacted McKenna, because I saw she, she does an awesome artwork. She does a bunch of... She's actually... She does a lot of awesome stuff, but... Um, I contacted her specifically to design me those pins. So, those are original designs by her. Uh, that's awesome. You can't get them anywhere else. Um, she's super cool. She was very cool uh, to do that for me. And um, yeah, and I had them made and they're available. Yeah, they're that's really awesome. Cool. Thank you. Definitely. So definitely check those out, guys. Uh, and you can find us at KesselRunWeekly.com and on just about any social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at KesselRunWeekly. Um, and just so you know, our poor Chase Pop. The giveaway ends this Friday. So if you have not joined yet, you have not entered in. Please do that. All you got to do is subscribe to our YouTube and comment your username on the post on our Instagram. That way we can kind of put you in there. But all the rules are there. I'm not going to bore you with all this. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but you definitely want to be in on that if you like porgs. I know, Get Heather, you love porgs. Get rid of the porg. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys. And so, until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. 
I'm John, and may the force be with you. <laughs>